This is e-commerce FM, the e-commerce SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young. So welcome back then to episode three of e-commerce FM, the SEO e-commerce podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Matt Young and here is Rob Carey. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Rob. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a busy week for me. I think with all this COVID-19 going on, the people that tend to be working at the moment are either key workers or people in e-commerce because everyone's buying everything online. They really are. And I must admit, during the week, I really don't hear very much from you, mate. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, hey, so that's what it's all about. You're obviously, you know, you're working in SEO. This is your life and there, henceforth, this is the podcast that you wanted to put together. Today's topic, again, you've come up with this one and uh, we're both going to struggle with this word, aren't we? (laughs) It is the curse of the keyword cannibalization. So basically, I'm just going to kick it straight off. What the heck is keyword cannibalization, please, Rob? So keyword cannibalization is where multiple pages on your website are competing for the same keyword. So Google likes a variety in their search results. They don't want to show all of the top 10 coming from the same website. And if multiple pages on your website are targeting the same keyword, they basically have to fight against each other in order to rank in the search engines for that keyword. And as a result of this fighting against each other, it can result in weaker rankings for all the pages and no page being seen as the absolute authority on your website. So can you give us an example of of this sort of thing where it might have happened, please? Sure. I mean, a good example is a large British shoe brand, which I used to work with. And shoes are a very tricky product. You know, they're a category, they're a subcategory, sometimes even a sub-subcategory. For example, a boot is a type of shoe. But a shoe is also a shoe, if you know what I mean. So on this uh, website, it was a very typical fashion retail website where the very top level category was gender. So it was women, men, and then accessories. And then under women was women's shoes. And then under women's shoes was shoes because shoes are a type of women's shoes. So which page should rank for the term women's shoes? And we basically had to de-optimize some of the pages which were competing against the main women's shoes pages to let the main women's shoe page rank the highest. So basically, some pages were axed uh, for the greater good, for want of a better phrase. Um, Only for the keyword women's shoes. So all the other pages which were competing against the main category were optimized for their own keywords. So, for example, the very top category of women, because this company also sold clothing and accessories, the women category became women's fashion and shoes could target uh, any other terms such as women's work shoes or designer shoes or comfortable shoes. So each page at the end had its own primary keyword to rank for rather than all going after the term women's shoes. So is best practice then just one keyword per page? It's kind of the opposite. So it's one page per keyword. So every page should have a primary keyword that it goes after. But you can have any other keywords ranking on that page if you like, as long as they're not competing against your other pages. So on that one page, your H1 heading tag should be the primary keyword the title, the main part of the title should be that primary keyword and it should be featured in various ways in your description and in your content as well. So that landing page should be totally about that primary keyword 
and you will start to rank for other keywords using that page as well, which is fine as long as those other keywords aren't something that one of the other pages is trying to rank for. So is this something that only happens with product categories on e-commerce websites? No, so it can happen to any URL on your website, really. So um, a popular product page can become more powerful than its category page and a viral blog post on your website could end up outranking some of your e-commerce pages. Even search result pages, if they're indexable by search engines, can actually outrank your main product pages as well. Tricky times. So what can e-commerce sites or what should e-commerce sites do about that then? So product pages outranking category pages can be a real problem. Uh, The products, the individual products could go out of stock or discontinued. And then what happens then? You know, the page might 404 and therefore you lose the ranking completely because the page goes offline. Or you could show an out of stock message, which means that the user then bounces back to the search engine and chooses a different website to buy from. A single product page also removes the user's choice and variety as well, whereas a category, you could give them multiple options for that product name. A category page should be fully optimized in the heading and the title and description around that primary term. You need to put a decent chunk of content on these category pages as well, and that's one of the biggest issues that e-commerce sites have is not putting enough time and effort and content into these category pages, which are the main ones which should be driving your traffic. You should also be linking from your blog and your information pages and social content. Whenever you mention a product type, you should be linking to that category page and not to an individual product page. And uh, internally, whenever you're mentioning this keyword, try and link to that category page as well. It's a lot to remember, isn't it? It really is. So you mentioned about blog posts outranking product pages as well. Is, Is that a thing? Yeah, so I used to work with a large crafting and hobby brand, and they had a lot of content on their blog about how to make your own item. And one of these make your own articles went viral with thousands of links and hundreds of thousands of social mentions. And that blog post ended up outranking the product and category pages on their e-commerce site. To me, as a a marketer, a digital marketer, that sounds like a good thing. Why would that be a bad thing? Well, Blogs are often designed for easy reading, not for conversion. Uh, If you want people to start linking to it, you don't want it to look too commercial with having big banners everywhere. So they tend to have clean designs that help with reading to get those links in. But it's also hard to get people out of the article and into your e-commerce store. So you want to make it so that that blog post converts, but ideally you want people to really hit the product page or the category page rather than the blog post when they're searching for this item so if you have a blog post which is popular for this item that you're talking about you should make sure that whenever you mention the item that you link back into your category page so that the search engines know that the category page is the primary authority on your website about this topic and not this individual blog post Got yeah. Okay. And search results can be a problem as well? Yeah. So some e-commerce platforms don't block search engines from the internal search pages, or sometimes people open it up so that search engines can uh, index those search result pages, maybe because their category pages are too poor. So this usually happens on sort of a poorly built e-commerce site. And the problem is that search pages can be infinite. You know, you can have a search result page for every single word that appears on your website. 
So you'll end up with millions of pages getting indexed by search engines, which causes very low quality scores for your pages and the rankings will just drop or disappear. And it's very hard to put unique content on each individual search result. And you don't know which search result pages are going to get indexed as well. So it's best just to block robots completely from these search result pages. But before you do, just check to make sure that you're not getting significant traffic to these pages first. And if you are, find a category page which should really be ranking for that keyword and fix that category page before you turn off that traffic, before you block the search engines from those uh, search result pages. Oh, there's so much to remember. That's great stuff. Thank you very much, Rob. Now, moving on then, does anything else cause keyword cannibalization? Yeah, duplicate URLs can. So if you don't have a canonical tag on every single page telling search engines which URL is the king, which one is the original uh, page and the one that should be trusted. Also, if you've got a multinational e-commerce site, remember the href lang tag as well, which tells search engines which page is important for which country. Because of course, some product names are the same in multiple languages. So you could end up having a page for Spain competing against a page for the UK for the same keyword because it mentions the same keyword, but then is targeting different countries. So that is sold by having a hreflang tag on your website telling search engines which one is most important for each country. Also, sometimes e-commerce sites have different URLs for every color and size and quantity of product. And you want to ideally canonicalize those back to the primary product detail page. Although there are some instances where it's important. For example, you could have a really great page ranking for red sweater. It could be a big traffic driver for you. So if you do have instances where these colors or sizes are a major traffic driver for you, just make sure that the content on those pages are completely unique and different so that the red sweater page doesn't compete against the sweater page, for example. Also, uh, pagination can be an issue uh, with your product listing pages. You know, if you can try and list every single product on the category page, you know, up to a hundred different products on that category page, so that Google can easily access those products and index those product pages, and potentially canonicalize the extra pages going on to page two, page three of your categories, canonicalize those back to the main category page. You just want to make sure that all your products are visible, though. So whenever you have more than, say, 50 or 60 products within a category, make sure you then have a subcategory so that both search engines and users can filter down the tree so that they get to a point where there's only a few products listed under that subcategory. And uh, I'd say the sales pages can also compete against categories. Whenever you put on a summer sale, sometimes you'll have a sale which is just one product category they can directly compete against your main product pages. So you want to make sure that those sales pages are linking back to your primary category pages, that they're basically telling search engines that the primary keyword page is the category page and not the sales page. There's so much here to go through, isn't there? Uh, don't worry. At the end of the show, we'll give you some contact details. And if you want to discuss this in any sort of detail, then uh, you can get back in touch with Rob. Um, so the real issue here then is you may not be aware of this. So how do you know that you have uh, you know, a possible cannibalization issue? Well, sometimes you'll notice that you're ranking lower than you think you should be for a search term. You know, often page three or worse. Um, you might see volatility in the rankings as well. So 
one day you're ranking eighth for a keyword and another day you're ranking 30 seconds, you know, 54th for that keyword. It's jumping around all the time. But the biggest sign is if different URLs are switching in and out of the rankings for that keyword. So if you have a shoes and a women's shoes page and for the keyword women's shoes, those pages keep on swapping in and out of the rankings so that one week the shoes page ranks fifth for women's shoes and another week the women's shoes page ranks fifth for women's shoes. You know, that's a sign that search engines can't understand the difference between the pages and doesn't know which one should be the primary keyword page for that search term. So it's important to continue to, you know, check how well you're doing in your searches uh, on, a, on a constant basis then. Uh, and the other thing we've got to think about is, you know, we are dealing with human beings here. So, you know, does the searcher's intent matter as well? Yeah, it does sometimes. I mean, searcher intent is what people are actually searching for. You know, are they searching as a research project? You know, are they looking to compare products? Are they looking just to buy a product directly? Are they looking for reviews? Google and other search engines try to guess what the user's intent is for a keyword and either only show search results for that intent or show results for different types of intent if they're not sure what that user is after. So, for example, on the keyword compare credit cards, search engines know that that person isn't ready to get a credit card yet. They want to compare the different ones. So you're not likely to have, say, Capital One ranking for the term compare credit cards you're more likely to see one of these uh, middlemen, one of these credit card comparison websites. But then even more granular than that, the term credit cards itself, plural, could mean that someone is researching because they're looking at credit cards, plural, whereas credit cards, singular, can define that that person just wants to find a credit card and just get it straight away. You know, they might want to see Capital One ranking for credit cards, but not for credit cards. You know, so it's a big topic. There's lots to talk about. So potentially something for for a future podcast. Um, I'd say that intent can affect keyword cannibalization. Um, the product page, which is most powerful for a keyword, might not be the one that Google thinks should be ranking. Maybe they think that someone's just looking for doing some research and therefore a blog post should be more important, should be the one which shows. So the weaker blog post could actually end up outranking the category page. Okay, so in summary then, how does an e-commerce store actually tackle keyword cannibalization? So you want to make sure that every single page has a canonical tag on it. That makes sure that if you do have duplicate URLs, that Google knows what is the main page for that keyword. Also, you want to make sure that every category and every product page has a unique title, description, heading, and that they all really go after that primary keywords that that page is trying to go for. And you also want to make sure that other pages don't compete, make sure that they don't have the same titles or descriptions or headings in them, that they go after their own primary keyword. And don't rely on your internal search pages for SEO. If possible, just block them entirely and make sure that your category pages are as strong as possible. If you are having issues, you can also look at building new links from third-party websites into your primary keyword pages. So if your category page seems quite weak, try and get people to link into that category page by offering them content or offering to guest author for their podcast or for their uh, blog. 
you know, trying to get as many citations as possible going into that category page so that Google knows that it's the primary page for that topic. But when you do this, make sure that you're not trying to get people to link using that primary keyword. You know, if you're trying to link into the category women's shoes, don't ask people to link using the text, the anchor text, women's shoes, because it can just look spammy. It can also trigger a penguin penalty. Ah, yes. <laughs> the good old penguin penalty. Do you want to describe that for us in a little more detail? Yes, just a silly name for a Google algorithm update, basically. So most of the Google algorithm updates, which make a significant change on people's rankings, end up being given a name so that people can basically quantify what the issue is. And it's basically an update which targeted people buying links. And people used to basically buy links and ask the webmaster to use a certain anchor text. So in my previous example, that would be women's shoes. So I'd go to someone that blogs about women's shoes and ask them to put a link within their content, which uses the term women's shoes. And that helps me to rank for that term. So it obviously has a very unnatural link profile. And that's what Google is trying to combat against. So these days, if you're working with any bloggers or any influencers and you're asking them to link into your pages you know don't dictate how they do that you know some of the best anchor text is click here or just having the url linked you know it needs to be as natural as possible interesting okay that's good to know because yeah a lot of people would use that anchor text because it's going to help their own seo but actually it's less beneficial to the site that you're linking to rob um i think you've covered an enormous lot in this week's uh, podcast Uh, just in case people want to ask a few more questions uh, how do they get in touch with you directly sure i mean you can get in touch with me directly by uh, twitter my twitter handle is at rob kerry of course, you can also send in questions for the show or feedback to the show by emailing hello at ecommerce.fm. And that comes through to both of us. Fantastic. Okay. So yeah, big topic covered this week and a potential, a couple of other topics already inside that, uh, that we could expand on uh, for future episodes. But like Rob says, if there's anything else that you think is, uh, you know, that we you, you want to us to expand on in a little more detail, uh, do get in touch. Email us via the website ecommerce.fm. Rob, as always, thank you very much indeed for your uh, immense insight into the show. It's uh, always great catching up with you every single week. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to the next episode. This is e-commerce FM, the e-commerce SEO podcast with Rob Carey and Matt Young.